Befriend Your Body Podcast, Love and Anxiety, Fixity versus Flow. Good morning, Gio. Good morning, Wanda. How are you today? I'm great, and you? Good. So we're going to talk about Fixity versus Flow today. I love your titles. They make me curious about what you're going to talk. Uh, yeah, it is a kind of a strange title, and uh, I actually had to look up on dictionary.com to make sure that fixity was a word, that I wasn't just making it up, which I sometimes do. But uh, fixity is actually a word, and the dictionary defines it as a noun that's connected to something that's unchanging or stuck. So fixity would be, you know, like when you're gluing something, mm -hmm. you fix it into place, versus the concept of flow. In my uh, three-week anxiety or stress reduction workshops, one of the comments, or excuse me, concepts that we work on moving in the body is to move out of a state of fixity into a state of flow. So while some of the listeners are probably aware, or many are probably aware of the concept of flow from a creative perspective, have you heard of the idea of being in flow? Yes, I heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so it, it feels good. It feels like you know time doesn't really register. You're just in the zone is another word mm -hmm. for it, and you just are just flowing. You have a lot of right brain energy. Um, it's a wonderful place to be, and it feels great. It's just like the expression, go with the flow. Yeah, there you go. Go with the flow. Very good. So... Uh, many people are aware of flow, like I said, from a creative perspective, but they might not think about it in terms of their life, um, their life choices, especially their body, how they take care of their body, and, and what are the um, impacts of how they engage in life on their actual body. Uh, many people don't even think about fixity. Like I said, I had to look and see if it was actually a word. But fixity is the term I use to, to, to describe how our brains and bodies engage when we are anxious or really stressed. Fixity, or being stuck in a state, uh, keeps our amygdala firing. Remember, that's the smoke detector mm -hmm. of the brain, right? Uh, and as the amygdala keeps firing, this causes anxiety and more anxiety, which becomes a cycle. And that prolongs the state of stress physiology. And stress physiology is connected with the fixity. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. The more stressed and anxious you feel, the more fixed you get in generally what you're doing. So if you're worrying or negative, as I call negative futurizing, what if, what if, mm -hmm. the more you do that, the more the amygdala fires, the worse you feel, the more you're stuck in doing that. So fixity is the term I like to use is what happens when we are just stuck in situations or habits that are actually bad for us or are not helping us get out of that place back into a healthy state of flow or even just a sense of ease and safety. This truly becomes a vicious cycle. Now, there are biological reasons for this uh, circle or cycle. When we are literally in danger, for instance, being chased by a lion or a tiger or almost being hurt in the freeway, we do need to be fixated on getting out of danger. Every fiber of our being, our brains, and our bodies should be engaged in helping us run faster, break harder, do something to actually save ourselves so that we become safe again. This actually, from the physiological perspective, includes bowel and bladder evacuation so we can run faster. Like every part of our body, when we are in danger, is engaged, is fixed towards getting out of danger. 
So it really is a biological issue, which is one of the reasons why so many of us get stuck in fixity. Um, this is also another reason why consistently anxious people almost always have some problem with digestion, mm-hmm. IBS, chronic uh, uh, constipation, diarrhea, etc., because their bodies just cycle in and out of danger mode. So that's a lot about fixity. Any anything I missed or any questions you no, have about I'm fixity? No, I'm following. I think you're doing great. Yeah, I'm curious. So then to contrast um, and explain the body concept of flow, which is where we want to be, right, in flow, uh, maybe think about the last time you were playing with family or friends, maybe a, a board game or a video game or bowling or something where you're, you're actually playing. You're not engaging in something that's trying to um, be an achievement or create something. You're just playing. Or, or you could be sitting around talking and laughing after a nice dinner. Um, or sometimes it can even be doing something, uh, creating something, but your focus is on creativity and not so much stuck mm-hmm. in the achieving because that tends to get a little more left brain. So during these times when we're in that place, our body and our autonomic nervous system is in an open, receptive, and kind of a more right brain state. Um, I'm generalizing, but that sense of like the right brain is more of, of um, emotion, intuition, uh, creativity. Left brain tends to be a little bit more logic, rational, planning, language. Um, so people, when you are in flow, uh, your body is open and receptive. Uh, your heart tends to be more open, your muscles are not braced, uh, you feel much more fluidity, Mm -hmm. there's generally a sense of openness or expansion in your chest or your belly. Um, It's it's a wonderful, wonderful place to be emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and physiologically. So our attention, you know, is focused on is able to go to the multiple aspects of the situation. It doesn't get fixated on the, the sense of thread or one thing. You're able to connect with the goodness of your friends, the fun of the activity. Uh, we feel safe, generally. We feel engaged. We feel curious and hopefully happy or joyful. This is flow. It's like being in a wide open meadow with numerous paths. There are no barriers. Everything or anything is attainable, and possibilities can seem available and easy to you. So the sense of flow is not only creatively, but in a physiological place, is uh, closer to a sense of safety. Um, Sometimes people aren't listening to their bodies, so they're maybe not so aware of what state they're in. But I can guarantee you, if you're really strongly in one or the other, if you pay attention to your body, you will know which place you're in. So, uh, generally, people don't know which state they are. They might feel good or bad or tense or relaxed, but they don't actually sometimes know if they are in fixity for a long time. Yeah, I would say that that's accurate um, because my experience as a human being and then also as a therapist for a long time now and as a body-focused therapist... It seems to me that many people that I meet as clients and as well as in my educational workshops and then just as a human being out and about in the world, uh, many people do not really pay almost no they pay almost no attention to their body's messages. So many of us are walking around like brains on a stick, mm-hmm. you know, ruminating in our head about what we're going to do or what we did do or what we should do um, or 
you know, obsessing or worrying. Um, sometimes it's not a negative feeling. Sometimes we're planning. I, you know, I have this opportunity in October, and I'm you know, thinking mm-hmm. about it and engaging with it. So it's not necessarily a negative thing. But if it keeps us from actually connecting with our body sensations and what our body's telling us about the situation, then I would say it, it can be negative, and it certainly blocks us from being aware of what's actually going on. Because mm-hmm. the body will tell you every time what's actually going on. The mind can actually override things. Like I work with clients who have been harmed or assaulted by someone they, they thought was a friend or someone acquaintance, and... Um, you know, later they will say, like, in my belly, I knew I shouldn't get in that car, mm-hmm. but he was a co-worker and he was a nice guy, or she was, you know, it's not always a he, um, but their mind and their cultural programming, no, don't don't be rude, overrode their body message that we don't like this, something mm-hmm. is wrong. So I would say absolutely, you know, many people do not listen to their body. So they probably aren't necessarily aware of where they are. But the sense of the difference when you're in fixity, stressed, tight, braced, stuck, what ifing, ten, you know, your body tends to hurt, um, you feel really frightened or a lot of dread, like that's pretty clear that that's fixity. But, you know, most people probably just think of that as high stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then flow, when you're really, really enjoying yourself, you know, hopefully people can be more aware of that. Uh, when people have trouble engaging with their bodies, I always encourage them to start from the positive side, not the negative. So start trying to notice when things feel really good, when you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Try to notice how your body tells you that this feels good. Try to notice what your own markers are for flow, mm-hmm. flow or enjoyment. Because people's bodies are different. Nervous systems are the same and work similarly, but we all have different bodies, personalities, and formative experiences. So we may engage with things differently and feel slightly differently. Thank you. Sure. So I think I said enough about this, but just I like visuals. So fixity is kind of like being stuck forever on a narrow one-way street. Like just there's no off-ramps, there's no, you're just stuck in this pattern. Um, And when we have to problem-solve, it's really damaging to be in fixity because there's usually a sense of like there's only one option or maybe there's not even one like I'm just screwed forever is what fixity can sometimes feel like maybe remember the last time you were worrying for some of us it was just a few minutes ago Uh, or remember when you were stuck in your you know head trying to solve a problem if you recall not only was most of your attention or all of it fixated on this problem but your vision was probably narrowed and your muscles were probably at least semi-braced. Your heart rate was probably higher than normal. When we are in fixity, even our vision becomes rigidly focused. Instead of enjoying a soft, open focus of what is in right, you know, like what's all around us, we fixate on an object or a person, like sort of a narrow, uh, targeted gaze. Again, this is biologically for safety or danger. Um, A person can be walking on a lovely beach in Hawaii uh, or somewhere else beautiful and miss all the joy and the beauty because she or he are only noticing their fear and their misery because they're caught in worry. This is fixity, and it's Mm -hmm. miserable. So many different and influential wise humans encourage us to learn to just be and to live in the present moment. Mindfulness, I'm sure you have to 
be uh, living under a rock to have not heard about mindfulness. But mindfulness, that wisdom of just being with what is right in front of you right now, is so powerful in helping you move out of fixity into flow. Uh, the wisdom of being and, and engaging with the present moment, if you apply it on a regular basis, will help your body have more often experiences of flow and much less of fixity. We are really rarely in physical danger here in the United States. Um, you know, we have a lot of emotional struggles and, and we lose jobs and relationships, but those usually are not life-threatening. But unfortunately, our autonomic nervous system doesn't distinguish between emotional and physical danger, which is why we have so much trouble with anxiety. So if we start to really focus on what's in front of us, even if we have a struggle that we have to deal with, but if I can focus on, you know, I have, my body works well, I can breathe, I have a car to drive to work, yes, I have to argue with the coworker, but I'm not in danger, like I have all these good things and then I just have this one bad thing. So mindfulness allows us to really engage with what is. So uh, if we can do more being mindful and present and less you know, fixating on the one or two negative aspects, then we will spend a lot more time in fixity, excuse me, a lot less time in fixity and a lot more time in flow. Good, so you would say that we should exercise that and uh, pay attention to our emotions and our feelings and work to change if we feel that we're in fixity? Absolutely. And, and many of my other podcasts, you know, are we've talked about mm -hmm. those concepts. My blogs, um, my three-week uh, stress reduction workshops are all engaged to, you know, kind mm -hmm. of focused Shifting on teaching mm -hmm. people how to do just that because we absolutely can change the state that we're in. So, yeah, it's really important. Um, I'll add up the link on the bottom of the uh, podcast description, a couple um, websites and apps where you can actually practice mindfulness, presence, meditation in simple, easy ways, calm and headspace or just two. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, those small little practices done on a daily, regular basis will make a huge life change difference. So before we close, I'll just uh, add a few more of the um, questions uh, if you want to engage with the material deeper. For instance, um, what are the situations or um, people maybe in your life that you find are most connected to when you get caught in fixity? And if you can identify those situations or people, can you think of one or two aspects of the situation or the person that you could shift your focus to that could help lessen the fixity? And then a second question is, When are you in flow? And not just creatively, but in your body when life is feeling good. What are the, the situations, circumstances, choices, attitudes, things that help you get into flow? All right, well, that's all for today. Thank you, my listeners. And as always, if you have a specific topic, uh, contact me on my website, uh, wandabrothers.com, and I will do a blog or a podcast just for you. Have a great day. Thanks, Gio. Thank you, Wanda.